0: Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow Radio Show Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening. How exciting and cool is it to be alive this day and age? I even got the introduction to my very own podcast correct it's amazing. What a day. What a day. It's been uh, in the works for a while. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I've been trying to get it right. I forgot how it went. Didn't go back and listen. I don't have the time and or energy, and I forget until I'm actually sitting here recording it. But the Great Awakening is something I'm super excited and passionate about, and it's, it's a little crazy. Friends, are a little out there. But here you are. Here I am. We're talking about it. And so you must think there's something to it, or you just want to hear a crazy man rant. That's fine, too. So here we go. What is the great awakening, you ask? Oh, well, let me let me share with you what I know about it, which is limited. I'll acknowledge that. However, it is something that I feel very deep in my bones. I feel very deep in my intuition. I feel that we are moving toward it. It is happening. It is us. Us is them. They are I. We are they. So say we all. Do it friend let's do it yes all right there's this really cool map i've seen online i haven't bought it yet poster but i think i'm gonna buy it i might ask for it for father's day that are they've got these little nintendos that are like the old school nintendos they're mini version and they have hundreds of games it's total knockoff that one's cool but I, I like to buy officially licensed merchandise myself personally whenever possible so I might go for the official mini Nintendo. But anyway, The Great Awakening, is like this poster called The Great Awakening, it's got basically every conspiracy theory that I know of and then some all mapped out. And it's one giant poster. It's really cool. I don't have one, like I said, several times probably. But you can find it online scope it out and then you could order your own if you wanted to. So, conspiracy theories. Hmm. Where are my conspiracy theorists at? woo I'm one. I was. But now it's all coming true so it's not really a theory anymore. Right? Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. Friends. Crazy. Crazy times we live in. So what kind of conspiracy theories are we talking here, Winston? Oh, you know, All the good ones, juicy, crazy ones. Which ones in particular? All right. Talked about a few. Got a few minutes before before I'm on to the next episode here up in Menifee, California. Now I'm in traffic, California. So we got some time to awaken to the greatness. The greatness of our species, friend. Humans. Yes, go humans. I know I talked about... To show community a lot, I don't know why it keeps popping up. It's awesome like that. We are a community of humans. Friends, they they go to a community college. And their mascot is <laughs> it's a human, and it's like in one of the early episodes they were trying to figure out what should their mascot be, and it's all you know got to be politically correct. And so it's like, oh, well, it can't be this, can't be that, can't be this because they're endangered species. This is a you know protected class. This is a bat. This is whatever. So they came up with like human. And it's this super generic, like, you know, makeshift human with all these different colors, and it's just awful slash awesome. (sighs) Rainbow, population, 1,092. Welcome to me. I'm here on a rainbow, in the rainbow now, and all the colors of the world, of the people. And we are in Pride Month, and interestingly, the Pride folks have... Used the rainbow as their symbol, and symbols are important, very important, and many of us don't know that much about them um and that could be used against us to be honest, our ignorance of these symbols and also interesting to me anyway, in um my past, growing up, and I talked a lot about this in the last episode, but I was raised. Growing up as a kid, Jehovah's Witness by my mom, not my dad. He's very much against it, but my mom was very much for it, all about it. And so I got, you know, a lot of indoctrination into that whole system. And they were very much about, like, not messing with symbols, not learning about it, because it's a cult. You don't mess with the occult. You don't read about it. You don't watch shows that use it or make fun of it or make it any kind of, like, lightness right? Which is pretty fascinating. Um, I remember some kid, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch like the Ghostbusters cartoon, for example, because it was talking about ghosts and spirits, right? And making fun of or making light of these things. And so on the surface, it's like, Oh, it's a kid show. It's not funny or it's funny. It's, you know, whatever. It's not be scary, but it's like, yeah, well, that's one level. And then there's other levels where, yeah, you are essentially, they're communicating and Playing with spirits or fighting spirits or whatever, so kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Mental note there for myself, right? As I'm growing up, as I'm advancing in age and whatnot. And then the um, is it going with that symbols? Yes. So if we don't understand the symbols or the symbols get twisted. That's a common strategy for a number of endgame purposes, right, is to twist the definition of a symbol and make it mean something else or to confuse people as to the true nature of it. A good example that just popped in my head is, and I know this is going to upset some people, but I have to say it, friend, and that's why, you know, we're just alone together. It's just us. It's okay, right, not trying to start any – start anything just want to say some stuff okay take it as as you will so so growing up um you know my mom was jehovah's witness super jehovah's witness and i would go to church with her all the time seemed like all the freaking time so i got a lot of it right my little brother did too to a lesser extent but he was way better getting out of it and (laughs) so i got to go to most of it and uh, you know i read a lot of the bible bible i read a lot of the um additional uh content i guess brochures and and they had a word for it well not the watchtowers there was like another like steady guide that went along like their version of a study guide that went along with the bible to help you understand what it really meant <laughs> right and so i'll read those you know so i had a decent grip on the whole the whole thing um and some of the interesting stuff was, of course, around the holidays because they have a very different interpretation of most of the holidays that are celebrated here in the U.S. anyway. And, uh, you know, in around the world in a lot of places, Christian-based um, holidays. So the interesting thing is like, for example, Easter, right? And uh, that's just one, or Christmas, or, you know, again, most of them ha- actually have pagan roots. They're pagan roots. And so that's why Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate those holidays, because the level of um, many Christians, many Christians don't know that, 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 they're, that these religions actually came from someplace else. They were actually already there, uh practiced by other religions, practiced by other people and cultures, and because those people or cultures didn't want to give those elements up, um and you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm definitely not an expert at this stuff, but just try to give you the the broad strokes here. Um they, you know, kind of adapted these and just kind of changed some of the details to fit the narrative that was being pushed, okay? And so Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate those because they know this and they, you know, understand what's, what it's all about. So why is this important? Why is this important? Because um, the symbols were changed, right? The So like the Easter bunny, what the heck is the symbology of the Easter bunny? How does that play into this story about Jesus, you know, dying on the cross, um, being resurrected, you know, going into the tomb three days later, rising from the dead, where does the Easter bunny fit into that? What does it have to do with it? Why do we hide eggs? Why is the, the Easter bunny hide eggs around town? So, you know, and then kids go around and find it. What is the birthday? What is the birthday cake? Do you know what that really represents? Because if you know, then you know it's kind of freaking disgusting. If you know. And I'm not going to get into it, friend. I don't want to pop your balloon party, right? But if you understand where these things really come from, you could say, well, so what? Like, I don't care. That's not what it means to me. Okay. That's fair, I guess, right? And I'm like, we just get to make up our own reality. So, I, there you go. All right. That's your reality. You understand, but you don't care. Okay. Fine. Now, hmm. But, well, okay, on a different but related tangent, um, one of my favorite Bible stories is the story about the Tower of Babel. And I apparently I don't really know the story because I was, like, looking it up not that long ago and kind of rereading it, trying to see if it really means what I really think it will or, or did and whatnot and trying to figure it out, you know. But I'm just going to tell my version you're free to disagree friend but my version what i remember well, i'm going to paraphrase slash make up, is once upon a time ago the people were all coming together and they're like crushing it you know it's like everything's great and we're doing great and we are building this tower and the human people were so excited and like hey we could even build this tower to the sky to touch god like that's how amazing we are and how great we're doing and everything's fantastic and so the people start building this tower up to the sky you know to to touch God or to to uh be around God um you know and God was basically like nah no not happening and shut them down right went you know went down there messed up their language and they all started talking speaking in tongues they all started speaking different languages so that they could no longer communicate and that's where babble, like the, the word babble comes from, is like all this talk with not without making any sense. So when you start messing up the definitions of words, um you start to change things, right? Because we communicate in words and we think in words, most of us. So if the definition starts changing, then our reality actually kinda of starts changing, doesn't it? And you may think, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, if if there is a way that we could intentionally mess up the definition of certain words or certain symbols could somebody then theoretically do that intentionally to serve some other purpose serve their own greed purposes or their maybe their team uh or their motivations uh you know for whatever okay spin we might call it in marketing (laughs) spin it right you get this uh, doctor that says ah that's a piece of garbage i would never recommend that to my clients and then uh, you say oh gosh oh no what are we going to do oh no we're ruined this doctor gave us this horrible review and you go and you start making friends with new doctors and you give them the product and you know throwing some some treats and whatnot and uh before you know it hey four out of five doctors agree that this is the best thing ever boom just crush that old narrative totally spun it that first doctor still hate us yeah they do but who cares for that's the fifth doctor, right? We spin it and we just created a new reality. We can now go sell billions of dollars of our product. So language can be an amazing thing, it can be a tricky thing. Symbols are even beyond because a picture's worth a thousand words, right? A symbol is like a picture and it's beyond words. Sometimes like we don't even need the words because just the the power of the symbol itself speaks directly to our unconscious or subconscious mind or like even the, the depths and core of humanity of consciousness, right? That level of consciousness beyond, you know, like any individual human, but like group consciousness, species consciousness, over soul consciousness, right? So we could get deep into it. If we know how to access it, if we're open to it, if we work at it, I started getting into intuition, um, in a recent episode and, you know, talking about it, something that's like a muscle, you know, it takes, you got to be, learn to be quiet. Most of us have so much garbage and noise playing in, in between our ears and the, the head space that we miss all the cues from our, from our intuition. Some of us get gut reactions. We get, um, upset stomachs or queasy or butterflies. That's our gut speaking to us. Do we listen to it? There was a long time I did not listen to my gut. I would just eat whatever spicy food and junk I wanted to eat all the time. And my stomach hated me for it. And I would just hate my stomach right back. Like, screw you, guy. Like, I want to eat this. My, t- my tongue. And, uh, you know, all the things that would give me all the, like, injections of good-feeling things when when I would eat a whole burrito and, you know, drink a whole energy drink and, like, all the short, positive-feeling chemicals. But then the crash, right? So the symbols can be, you know, the the pride um, thing is uh, a symbol, right? That they've used that that people in in those communities, some of them, not all of them, some of them rally around the rainbow is that symbol for like, you know, all these different ident- ways of identifying themselves, uh, folks identifying themselves. Before that, the symbol of the butter, of the, the um, rainbow was a a covenant a symbol of uh you know a covenant between god and the people that god would not flood the earth again that's what the rainbow meant after god flooded the earth in the bible right um then there after it was all done there was a rainbow and that was the covenant with god saying like hey i'm not gonna do that again so that symbol has a lot of power and meaning for people who are into that theology And one could say, I don't say this, but I've heard people say this, that, hey, well, you know, these these other organizations kind of jacked our symbol. They took it and they changed the meaning. And, you know, a lot of folks or some folks in those things don't agree with that lifestyle uh, or not lifestyle, but that way of being. Right. And so it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic there, potentially, that like here's this one religion that kind of identifies with the symbol in one way. And then people that it may not agree fit into that mindset are using the symbol in a a very different way or a way that might be unacceptable to them. So that's just some interesting things. Uh, That's one example that comes to mind, the Nazi symbol, the swastika. Well, did you know that that was actually, you can find that symbol all over in other places and all other many cultures around the world, and it represented something good. Um, I believe and don 't quote me on any of this stuff because you know I just ramble, but it had to do with um like the universe or the the galaxy right um time spinning it kind of looks like the arms of a milky way or of a of a spiral galaxy spinning um existing through time, so there that was kind of more the original intention now it is there 's a lot of occult knowledge or, around these symbols, and i don 't know much of it, but I dabble right. And I just make them, again, broad strokes. I kind of connect the dots at a bigger level. And then, again, into detail about a few things. But I'm by no means an expert. So, but that symbol was completely changed, right? It became this thing of, like, peace and love and, like, good things. And then it was used in a in the complete opposite way, the way of destruction, you know. And I believe that the symbol was actually uh, reversed. But in, in not all cases. I've seen it done both ways, I think. So, so there you go. That's uh, another example. Now, um, where were we going this? Let me just check on the time to my destination. Oh, geez, Louise. All right, well, I'm going to be late friend i hate traffic i hate driving gosh darn it freaking hate driving like here in southern california there's it's like you can't even though the pandemic is still like quote unquote a thing um there's still freaking traffic and this is the i've driven up to this area maybe four times maybe the fourth time i think in the last month and a half couple months and it's just so frustrating so much traffic i mean i'm lucky i know i shouldn't be complaining i know people have it way worse than me so i'm sorry to sound whiny about this but i feel for you if you sit in traffic if you commute oh i feel for you so not fun and i'm doing something fun i'm I'm actually podcasting i love this this is like my therapy because so i just talk to myself slash you right and yet i wouldn't be so frustrated if i wasn't sitting in traffic right okay I'm going to have to hang up here and let these people know that I'm running approximately 28 minutes late. No, can do better math than that. 18 minutes late. Yeah, all right. So let's round it up. Let's round it off. Let's end it. Wrap it up. How about that? Let's wrap it up. <sighs> okay. Where were we? Timelines, looking glasses last time time we're talking about the Great Awakening, goodness, come back to that, oh, yeah, so many things, so many things, the Great Awakening, UFOs, looking glass, uh, yeah, that map is cool, I guess while we have time, oh, okay, Meh. sure, all right, so the big, big picture of Great Awakening, is there's all these different things happening and there are connections there are dots that connect for a lot of things that most people probably think like what no way that's just crazy conspiracy stuff and it's like yeah i know it sounds crazy but truth is stranger than fiction we live in a pretty fascinating world and there are levels to it and we each get our own perception and our own beliefs and we each are our own avatars in this life experience and we can change our perception by changing our mind if we're aware if we're conscious of that and many people are not many people are kind of on autopilot or they just believe what's told to them because they've been programmed their whole lives to to think and act in certain ways and they think that's them they believe the programming they believe the ego is them the ego is not you. The ego is a fake version of you, right? It is a limited version of you that allows you to work through this 3D reality, through this earth uh, body and earth time line. And that's been what most of us have been programmed with our whole since birth right it's like this is what's real this is what's not this is what you can accomplish this is what you can't accomplish and we just get drilled with that from day one basically most of us right and then you go into school and that's 12 years of programming of like oh well this is how it is and you go out in the real world and you do that and you do this and you don't learn anything about money because that's what we use to keep you in debt (laughs) If you really understood money anyway um part of the great awakening perhaps what is money how does it really work is money real is it what's fiat currency mean what is where does value come from how how do you make debt into money <laughs> um lots of interesting things so anyway that's kind of some of it friend um what else yeah i think that's good for now um ufos we always talk about ufos and aliens um, it's part of the Great Awakening. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Oh, I started talking in the last episode about following, finding people on um, Instagram and watching some of the, the stuff there, the user-generated content around UFOs. There's some really neat groups out there that are doing interactive stuff with UFOs. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, what are they called? UFO Live or... Oh, Contact Tour. UFO Contact Tour. Those folks are really fascinating. Saw a cool video with them recently. In my own... Personal experiences, I've only had, well, I've had different experiences, waking experiences, a lot of sleeping experiences. Um, well, if they're sleeping, they don't count. They're not real, right? Well, it depends on how you interpret reality. It t- depends on how you, what levels of consciousness you know how to access and what you understand about those would be my own personal take on it. Um, In my own personal experiences in reality and consciousness, I um, have had a lot of experiences that are interesting, interesting, and I don't understand all of them. I don't pretend to, but I know that I've had them, and I know that they're very interesting. And that makes me a very open-minded person, (laughs) so I'm much more open, and I don't need to know the answers to a lot of things, I think is another thing, right, like I'm okay with not knowing certain things, in fact, I intentionally don't know some things, right, I'm intentionally ignorant of uh, certain things, so I can keep uh, certain levels of open-mindedness, right, without creating belief systems around it and limiting myself, okay. Okay. So I can appreciate both sides of the coin at the same time, even though they may seem contradictory to somebody else. Like you have to be on this side. Or you have to be on that side. It's like, well, both. Yes, both. All right. I think that's enough. I got to let people know I'm running late, sitting in traffic. I hope you're doing awesome. The Great Awakening is just by me sharing that word, that phrase with you. I believe that that's important. You're hearing it. You know that I am believing it. I am focusing on it. I am intending for the Great Awakening, and I am an active contributor to it. I believe that you are, just by hearing and listening to me talk about it, also participating. You are also consciously and or unconsciously helping create this awakening in our species, okay, and helping us evolve. Right, it's evolution. This is the next stage of evolution for our species. Either we fight amongst ourselves, uh, we divide ourselves up, or allow us to be divided up by um, people that people and or others that seek to enslave us in one way or another. And there are very powerful tools that have been used for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Systems that um, perceptions. Uh, institutions that have been used to create a sense of reality that we, that many of us have bought into, hook, line, and sinker. That some of us, you know, can't see beyond. And those of us who can't see beyond it are often um, made out to be crazy or um, out of touch. You know, that's that's the ridicule. That's the um ostracization that is used against the the awake ones right um to continue to divide because if people believed what some of us crazies were saying and started to really look at it it's like holy smokes it would scare the heck out of a lot of people it really would and and it will and that's kind of what the awakening the great awakening is all about is like there's a lot of stuff that most of humanity has not yet figured out not yet come to terms with and it's some pretty big and heavy stuff and we're going to have to deal with it and we're going to have to come together and not everybody's going to be able to to figure it out or to come to terms with it. And some people will go the ob- opposite direction as a result, you know, when we kind of have this divergence, um, presumably. And, you know, those of us that want to go with the ascension and go kind of up into this 5D understanding and perception, This is a wake-up call to you. This is an invitation, right? This is just getting in the conversation about it and imagining what might it be like when we evolve as we connect on the next level of perception and we can be more sensitive to our surroundings and the, the subtle energies and the energies that we put out and the energies that we take and the people around us and the energies that they put out and the energies that they take becoming more and more aware of the energy conversations, um, that we're having, you know, and the interactions on an energetic level that we have with other people and other animals and earth, you know, in general, all these different things that we, um, have taken for granted as a species for so long, we're now at the point where we really can't, right? If we keep littering our oceans and, you know, just our skies and whatnot, global warming, who, uh, you know, whatever, like, is that really a thing? Um, there, you know, we're not going to get into it, right? So many things that we only have so much real information and you could go on the internet and say, well, Winston, look right here. I'll, I'll look at all these news things that have all said. And it's like, well, yeah, that's great. Do you understand how the news works? Do you understand that that's a business? That you, they actually don't make money by informing you, but by just telling you what they want you to hear and know and be afraid of, so that way you can buy whatever they, you know, toilet paper or whatever they want to push out there for you today to be to get. Right. So when we see beyond the facade of of that information grid, that matrix that's created, um, this and and we start to understand how false realities can essentially be narrated to us through programming. And uh, math, right? And how that could look very real if um, certain people or ent- certain um, groups or whatnot are portrayed through this lens that many people have ex- accepted unconsciously as reality. That's where we as a species kind of get in trouble, right? That's where we could be manipulated. So the Great Awakening part of that is recognizing the matrix and how we as a species have been kept in the matrix and what are all the different elements of it because it's pretty sophisticated. It's a pretty powerful setup. <laughs> it's worked for a, lot of, a long, long time and uh, generations and generations and generations. Um, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And you're not alone, friend. I'm not alone. We have each other. We have others like us. And if you know other people like that, uh, please share this podcast with them because I'm trying to spread the word, right? We got to awaken our friends and family and some of them, friend, um, you know, we can't. Uh, Each of us is on our own trip, right? We're each on our own journey, which you get to decide. So we can't, we don't want to forcibly wake somebody. I mean, we do sometimes. I know I sure as heck would love to shake some people up and wake them up, but I also recognize that it doesn't always work like that. And I've got to conserve my own energy and be aware of who I can impact and help. And that is people who are seeking, right? Seeking either confirmation that their intuition is right, that their beliefs are or questioning is right, and or people who are on the fence, you know, trying to figure it out, who are genuinely trying to figure it out, open-minded and looking for information, looking for uh, other perspectives on it. So that's my perspective, friend. Um, I do not judge anybody else or their perspectives. I try not to be too preachy, um, you know, but... That's where I'm coming from, and I hope that helps you and gives you some uh, perception and perspective and awesomeness and flow. And so I appreciate you, friend. Thank you for spending this time with me today, and uh, please subscribe to whatever version of the podcast you're listening to. I appreciate that, and it inspires me to create more content and get more um, consistent with it. So thank you so much. Take care, my friend, and until next time, my friend, be flowing.